Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Week zero of the college football season is this weekend. NFL preseason is wrapping up. And if you want to place a bet on the action, bet online is the place to do it. Regardless on whether it's week one or week 52, just make sure y'all betting online when it comes down to betting. Ike, we're going to have meaningful football between now and Super Bowl Sunday all the way in February of 2022. And again, if you want to place a bet on the action, bet online is the place to do it. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game ahead, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is also brought to you by our newest sponsor, Balance 7. And Ike, as a former athlete, you know the importance of replenishing and refueling after workouts, after games. Balance 7 allows athletes all over the world to do just that. You got that's exactly what it is. You got to have some kind of balance, you know, regardless on how hard you go in a workout, you got to recover just it's harder. So make sure y'all get some of that balance seven footer recovery. We've got a promotion running with balance seven right now, where if you go to their website, balance the number seven.com and use the code believe that's B L E A V at checkout, you'll receive a free four ounce bottle of my smooth skin with the purchase of balance seven products. That product retails at $13.99. Again, head to balance the number seven.com and use the code believe B L E A V at checkout to get in on the promotion. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome into another edition of the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. IT, I promise you, I feel like by the time we publish today's episode, we might have news about TJ Watt's extension. And I feel like as soon as we click publish, that news is going to break today. But preseason's wrapping up on Friday. Steelers' fourth and final game is going to get underway Friday night. I'm really excited. The regular season is almost here. How are you doing this morning, my man? What's up? What's up? What's up, Marky Mark? I'm doing good. Um, I think it will be done by Friday. I would say tomorrow. I think they're going through uh, all the stipulations as far as, like, the language. TJ and his group is going through the language of the contract. By tomorrow, which is Thursday, uh, no later than Friday morning, that contract will be signed. So about time they get on the plan. And I remember Troy Palomalo signing the last preseason game on the plane, heading into the last preseason game because it was a away game. I can see T.J. White doing the same thing. So if not by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the plane, wherever they heading, TJ going to sign that contract, and it's going to be 150 piece. And I ain't talking about 150 nuggets. I'm talking about 150 <laughs> M's. 
Ike, before we get into the Steelers' final preseason game against the Panthers, just what does that do for a locker room or a locker room on an airplane either on the way to the final preseason game on the way back? What does that do when your teammate, you know, gets the bag, if you will? It's a celebration, bro. I mean, just from my experience, when somebody got paid from our team, it was a celebration because it's like not only did this person finally get the silver bag, but we finally got the silver bag. So we felt like on one side, everybody was signed because you understand as a professional athlete, man, how hard it is to try to get the bag. And everybody don't get the bag, you know, at least a big bag like that. So they got a few kind of bags. You know, they got the big bag with TJ White going to get. Then you got the medium bag, something I got. Then you got the itty-bitty bag. And, you know, the itty-bitty bag is probably <laughs> for a lot of others. But in the real world, it's it's a lot. But just in the football world, man, when you want to talk about anything over $50 million, man, that's a that's a, that's a a big bag. But let alone $150 million, man, what kind of bag is that, you know? I'm curious to see what that guaranteed figure is and then what the total salary is because he will be among the highest paid defensive players in the league. And really, when we talked last week with ESPN reporter Brooke Pryor, it sounds like more like it's a matter of when and not if. So, again, by the time we publish, by the time you actually listen to this episode, that news might already be out. But Ike, news this morning. Mason Rudolph, Big Ben are going to sit the final preseason game. Enter Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is going to get the start Friday night against the Panthers. It's going to be the Haskins and Josh Dobbs show on Friday night. I can't wait to watch. Yeah, this is this is the third. This is the third backup edition. You know, if, if Mason and Big Ben are sitting there comfortable enough with Mason Rudolph, have been doing throughout training camp and throughout the course of the game because he played a lot last game. He looked it pretty damn well in last game, preseason game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think Mason already solidified as the second string quarterback. So for me, when I see this, the last preseason game, it's the audition for who's going to be the third string quarterback between Josh Dobbs and Dwayne Haskins. Um, We all see what Dwayne Haskins can do. We all see his athletic ability. We see the strength in his arm. Um, We see he can run when he needs to. We We just need to see more consistency. And that's what Coach wants to see. Coach wants to see him have a full game down there under his belt, or they're going to play halves. You know, Dwayne get one half, Josh get another half. But for the most part, now that we look at it, you can't really say too much on Mason Rudolph and how he has played throughout the course of his preseason. Mason did everything so far to keep, and I would say a slight margin, but to keep um, the second-string quarterback. One, all, all, all of them, this is their first time in the system. Two, uh, Mason just looks more comfortable. Uh, from from me watching the tape and watching the games out there as a quarterback going into his third and fourth year. So right now I just think he got a slight edge over Dwayne. Um, I don't think it's about much at all. If you would have put Dwayne Haskins over Mason Rudolph, I think nobody really would have argued with you as well. So we'll see. But this 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 the third string addition when it comes down, in my mind, with these uh, last preseason games because they already solidified the first and the second. So what happens when Haskins lights up the Panthers' first string unit on Friday night, Ike? Because we might be coming back here and saying, are we sure that Mason Rudolph should be the backup? And certainly the way that they've played just in terms of a statistical production, putting points up on the scoreboard. I like what I've seen more from Haskins than Rudolph this preseason. But you kind of go back to what kind of competition is he going against? Because 
Rudolph has played ahead of Haskins, meaning he's going up against, say, the ones or the twos. By the time Haskins has gotten into the game, it's more so you're going up against the twos and the threes. But what what this is a, a conversation I hope we have yet again, where it's like, are we really sure that Rudolph should be the backup in this situation? But given the way that this is playing out, that's what it looks like it'll be in week one against Buffalo. Yeah, what you got to think, too, Mark, the preseason games are now down to three. So usually your your starters are going to play the second game. You know, the reason why Pittsburgh got the fold because they had the they had the Hall of Fame game with the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys as well. That's why they're the only two teams that have four. So um this I don't think it's gonna be their starters for the Carolina Panthers. It's gonna be more the backup guys putting a lot of tape out there for the guys who are borderline bubble or bubble guys on that roster. That's the preseason games. For guys who only got three preseason games, the reason why you don't want to start your starters in the third preseason game is because of injuries. So now you start them in the second. You start them in the second game. If you're only playing three games throughout the preseason, you know you damn near have five weeks to heal whatever that injury may be. You wind up doing that the last game in the preseason. You only got two weeks. You know it just depends on your, your scheduling, where you're going, and whether it's a home game or away game. So yeah, usually when we our last game we never played. We always played third preseason game we as a start you had never played the last game um as the fourth game or the last game of any preseason them are guys who are trying to make the team and coaches and, and, and gyms and scouts they're scouting everybody from other teams on who they might pick up just in case something happens well news this morning mike tomlin spoke with media members Najee harris will not play in the final preseason game either, either, but we will get to see Benny Snell Jr. is returning from a lower body injury. I love how it's like hockey terms in the preseason. We don't know the extent of what was wrong, but we will see him in action on Friday night. Yeah, he's auditioning. You know, basically that's that's just what it is, you know, and in order for you to, to stay in the league and get something or get a team to look at you, you got to put something on tape, you know, and that's what these uh, – that's what these last preseason games are for. Uh, you know, lower body extremities, uh, we don't know what that is. That's just so bland. So ain't no telling what that is. But these coaches and these training staffs, they come up with these generic words to describe or not to describe injuries to where they can just hold the player out as long as they want to. Hopefully, for Snells, it's not as bad as what we probably think it is or worse or whatever. But at the same time, man, he has to put something on tape in order for him to build a resume for the NFL. Ike, what do you want to see happen between now and the start of the regular season? I asked this of our guest last week, and I would encourage any of the listeners and viewers to go back and listen to our conversation with ESPN reporter Brooke Pryor. She covers the team on a day-in and day-out basis on behalf of ESPN. But what do you want to see happen between right now and opening day kickoff against Buffalo? Nothing. I just want to see with the starters on what happened in the second preseason or the yeah the third preseason game where Big Ben started. I want to see him hand the ball off to Najee. You know, I want to see him throw it to his tight ends. Um, I like what the defense has been doing. Now, what I do need the defense to do is to tighten up in the middle for the run games. You know, you you can kind of tell. And then I look back. I went back to the uh, to the playoff game against the Cleveland Browns last year. They was they was running up the middle. So that's something. Pittsburgh will have to tighten up ASAP. You know, if, if a team wants to run, they're gonna run that ball down there up the middle. And that's that's not a good look, good look. But for for the most part, you know, just looking at that offense, um, you know, tight ends and running game. Tight ends and running game. And 
And when you have a running game, you're able to take shots down the field like Big Ben to 18. So that's 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 just that's just what it is. I like that old recipe getting back. Now, seven and in, in, in Coach Canada, they, they gotta be consistent on doing that every week. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think Pittsburgh has the total package when you want to talk about team play, but you know how I feel about seven. Um, it's gonna be up to seven to 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 lead the Calvary. But yeah, I don't really want I don't really need to see too much. I just want to see if the offense can be consistent. It's enough guys in their prime on that defensive side to hold it down and, and create turnovers. Like what a segue. I hope that you had Big Ben and Pat Fryermuth on your preseason fantasy football team because they absolutely lit it up. Granted, this was against the Detroit Lions. So I want to add this caveat in. I know you say that, but like, come on, like Detroit this year, I, I, I would, if Detroit made the playoffs, I would be shocked in, in the 2021 but, but you, but, season. But, but, but Mark, you got to understand on both touchdowns, he was covered. Like it wasn't, he was, it wasn't like he was wide open. The fact that what, what I saw was body control. And now I don't think, well, I hope you do remember. I don't know if you remember during the offseason, uh, we was talking on the show. And everybody on defense, when Pat got in, when he got in on the field from the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, there was like 88 is in the game. 88 is in the game. So, and this was just in practice. So that stuck with me. Um, matter of fact, I'm lying. I was talking to Vince Williams. So when Vince, at the time, before he retired, Vince was like, bro, every time 88, yeah. Big Pat come in the game, in, in practice, everybody just alert for 88, alert for 88. Mm. Now we're starting to see why the defense gave the man so much attention because uh, Vince was like, Ike, he's always covered. He just always comes down with the ball. So I'm looking at the tight windows that seven threw it to. Like, he wasn't really wide open. I mean, big pump fake. He got wide open a little bit, but the defender still was on him. On the second touchdown where he just kind of like, you know, ballerina his way towards the end of that end zone and turned his body a certain way to protect him when he fell. That was very impressive. So, yeah, you know, I don't I, I know it's Detroit, but Pat, as Vince would say, would never be wide as open. He just find he just find a way to come down with the ball. I've seen reports where granted reporters have limited access to the team during training camp, but the reports I've seen that like people who haven't seen him drop a pass if it's see? in his vicinity. Yeah. So, it's, so it's, I, I see that and it's just like that and then Big Ben with the pump fakes and everything, and he's turning back the clock. And I remember at the draft when this happened, and I was like, reminds me a little bit of Heath Miller. You were like, no, no, no one could be Heath Miller. And I'm like, he, he, but, but I like what I've seen from Friar that I like with, look, two catches, two touchdowns. If we get to see that during the regular season, and especially considering that he could be the Steelers tight end in the near future because Ebron's entering a contract season. He might not be in Pittsburgh beyond the 2021 season. No, not at all. From what I've seen from Fryermuth so far, I like what I've seen. Yeah, Pat Pat gonna be there. Um, I think E, unless E wants to take a a huge discount to stay in Pittsburgh, but no, they they, they like Pat. Um, E, he dropped a few passes. He caught off sides a few times. I guess they was going against the Detroit Lions, so I'm sure he was kind of antsy to get back at his former team. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, Pat just – Pat don't drop any balls, man, when it comes down to the red zone. And that's – and like you say, from from if you're a reporter to his teammates, they've just been totally consistent on the guy. He just don't drop balls in this, in this area code. So, 
I mean, when you got that kind of gift and you always cover, you know, you don't have to be you don't have to be fast. You can play that position forever. You know, I'm never I'm never going to beat you over the top. I'm gonna always come down with the ball and I'm gonna run your ass over if Ben give me some time in a few yards. So that's just I can forever do that as a tight end. Forever. You know, just look at Gronk, look at Travis Kelsey. Like Travis isn't that fast, Gronk isn't that fast, but you throw the ball in their vicinity, man, they always catching the ball. Somebody wind up having a busted coverage and they run wide open, they're gonna wind up running your ass over. So that's just <laughs> that's just what it is with those guys, you know them. Them guys are not going to wow you at the combine. But every time you pop in the tape, it's like, damn, who is 88 for Penn State? Damn, who is 88 for Penn State? Damn, who it is for 88 for Penn State? Oh, that's Big P. That's what they call him. They call him Big P on the on the Steelers defense. That's Big P. That's Big P right there. Big Pat just killing, <laughs> killing everybody. So that's just what it is, man. You want to talk about a front office and catching steals. 24-7, man, that's all Pittsburgh been doing, whether it's tight ends or damn receivers, man. They don't miss, golly. I love the addition of Fryermuth. I love the addition of Najee Harris, too, because like we talked some about off the pot about this. Everyone acts like, oh, the Steelers' offense was and, – and it was bad towards the end of last season. But when they started out 11-0 – Steelers had the highest point differential in the entire league. Once they became one dimensional and could only pass the ball, you were telling me about how, if you're going to be a one dimensional team offensively, you'd rather be one dimensional being able to run the ball because you can control the clock versus if you're passing, you really can't. And you have to rely upon completing the ball to keep the clock moving and to give your defense rest. You add these two new weapons into this offense, you revamp the offensive line and I, maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, maybe I'm sipping on it, but I'm very optimistic about the Steelers headed into the 2021 season, whereas like a month or two ago, there were many, many analysts that were saying, and I feel like this happens every offseason with Pittsburgh, but it's just like, well, again, I go back to what's in Mike Tomlin's resume entering year 15, hasn't had a sub-500 season, and here we go. I, I'm very, very excited based on what I saw against Detroit when the starters played because Big Ben and the Steelers, from an offensive standpoint, it looked really, really good. Well, Mark, you got to look at it, man. People looking at seven is like the veteran quarterback of that division. You know, and people looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers, like Pittsburgh and, and the Cleveland Browns, they have a lot of talent. You know, Cleveland probably has the most talent when it comes down to the secondary guys. Cleveland might have the most talent when it comes down to the wide receiving position. Uh, Cleveland might have the most talent at the tight end position, you know. So Cleveland, Cleveland, of course, have a lot of talent. But if you want to talk about talent between the two, Pittsburgh and, and Cleveland is neck to neck. So when everybody is talking about Pittsburgh, they, it comes down to one play, and it's the quarterback play. You know, if you got talent like a young team, but you're a veteran guy, you know, you must take charge. Charge. You must lead your. You must lead your team. So that's how I look at it. Like, you know, the, the, the Aaron Rodgers of their division, um, the Tom Brady's of their division. Hey, young buck, you got to sit away. You got to sit till I retire and, and catch all these L's and watch me win these divisional championships, hopefully get to the Super Bowl. And that's something the Pittsburgh Steelers haven't won. We haven't won a Super Bowl in, since 2008. Two we ain't been there since 2010. You know, it's 2021. You know, and other, other divisions. 
other guys in the AFC North, when it comes down to the quarterback play, they're getting better at the quarterback play, let alone just team play just in general. So that's that's how they're looking at it. Like, man, Pittsburgh still have guys in their prime, whether it's offense, defense, aside, it's just, okay, basically boils down to that quarterback play in that division. So I would just ask you, if you're drafting, if you're drafting right now, what quarterback would you choose first, second, or third in the AFC North? Like right now, you know, what what quarterback would you put, you know, in, in a particular order? You know, and that's 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 just how I look at it when it comes down mm-hmm. to the quarterback play. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's okay, the 2021 season, but then even beyond that, just considering the age of Jackson, Mayfield, and Burrow. So it's not just okay, even if it's marginal right now, <laughs> Big Ben's been around for almost two decades now. So it's not just this upcoming season per se. It's also what does that look like five years from now? What does that look like, say, 10 years from now? Conceivably, conceivably those other guys could be around for the next decade for each of their respective franchises. So so what I'm saying is the quarterbacks you just named between Burrow, Jackson, and Mayfield, them guys don't look bad. We're not saying, Mm -hmm. oh, that's a bust. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we're not saying Mayfield is a bust. You're not saying the former, you know, league MVP and Lamar Jackson is a bust. And we just speculating. But before Joe Burrow got hurt, man, he was looking damn good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's three. And that's what I always say. Like, people always say IQ being hard on, on Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, I'm not being hard on them. I'm just looking at it from a, from a, from a front office slash, you know, organizational standpoint. Like, once y'all get a quarterback – Man, the rest of these quarterbacks with the Browns, the the Bengals, and the Ravens, man, they're going to be far ahead of their time. So now it's going to be – we're going to be four or five years behind trying to catch up, you know? So that's mm-hmm. that's 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 how I looked at it. So it, 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 it had nothing to do with Big Ben. I'm just saying that Big Ben – if Big Ben is the veteran guy with the talent he's had because Seven always had talent around him, you know, especially at the wide receiver position. So – and on the defensive side. So – uh just the talent, man. It got it got to kind of like you got to let your division know, like, hey, man, I still I still run this division. You know, y'all still got to get past me. So, time will tell, man. We'll see. Um, between Pittsburgh, talent wise, between Pittsburgh and the Cleveland Browns, you know, I feel like those those two teams have the most talent um, in that division. So, we'll see, Mark. Who would you want for the 2021 season? Then who would you want for long-term future? Right? So I would probably go, I'd probably go Jackson for this upcoming season, just considering he's won an MVP, finally won a playoff game. And then five years from now, I mean, I just want to see a bigger sample size from Burrow. Five years from now, right now, I would take Mayfield, but that could easily change if Burrow has a nice sophomore season coming back from that knee injury. But who would you take? Short term this upcoming season, and then long term as far as quarterbacks in the division, Ike. I take I take Big Ben short term. I would take Joe Burrow long term. Wow. Okay. <laughs> there you go, and that's the reason why we saw three teams from the AFC North get into the playoffs last season. And speaking of the Steelers, Ike Antoine Brooks among five Steelers cuts on Tuesday. So the roster down to 80 players. It's got to get down to 53 before the start of the regular season. But this confused a lot of people because Brooks had been getting reps before his injury at that nickelback position. I think this is how it's going to play out that 
when the Steelers go to the nickel, they'll move Cam Sutton to the nickel back position and then bring James Pierre on the outside. That's how I see this playing out. But what say you, Ike Taylor, as a former Steelers cornerback, how do you see all this shaking out? No, we we seen it the same way. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's unfortunate about Antoine Brooks, you know, but I tell my son, uh, my son is starting as a freshman in varsity, and he started because the safety got hurt. I started as a professional because Willie Will, Willie Williams, um, who was starting at the cornerback position in training camp, he wound up getting hurt. And Willie Will, OG, he, he told me, he said, I ain't getting my spot back. I said, OG, you know you ain't getting your spot back. Like, I'm going to go on and take this, and I'm going to run with this one. And usually when you get hurt, you do have – coaches do have the option. Uh, you can't lose your job off of getting hurt. But at the time, man, I was I was on Willie Williams' heels. Yeah, I was on his heels. I was. It was my third year. It was my contract year. Um, they didn't draft the two other corners in front of me. I didn't get it. I didn't give an f about nobody else. You know, I said, man, look, man, I'm I'm about to make this team. I'm about to become a starter, and I ain't looking back no more. And that's just how it is. It's it's it sucks for 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 Brooks, but that's just the way it is, man. It's an old saying. You know, you can't make the club in the tub. And it's just unfortunate, you know, what happened. But at the same time, it just brings another opportunity for for others. I mean, you're sitting over there laughing, but I'm telling you the truth. No, I know you are. <laughs> that's, just, that's just what it is, bro. So um, you said it right. When it comes down to the nickel package, you know, they'll move Cam inside and they'll switch a few things up. But I agree with you when it comes down to that. I've got a little a little bit of concern with regards to the Steelers' depth at that position. You can't make the club in the tub. I, I'm going to file that one. That's an incredible analogy. <laughs> I, did, I, I tried to step away from the microphone I, because I didn't want to derail your point. It was an excellent point. So I was trying to move away from the mic as I was laughing. Yeah, that was an old, old school coach, Mitchell, who was the assistant head coach, who was the, deep, who was the D-line coach with Pittsburgh Steelers. That's all I used to say so. He used to come in the training room and guys used to be lined up in the training room. And, you know, he was hey, 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 you can't make a club in the tub, baby. That's how he used to talk. And so all y'all, all y'all young boys sitting in this tub, you ain't going to be with this team for long. He was like brutally honest. Coach John Mitchell, um, if you can Google him, he was the first black player to play for Coach Bear Bryant for the Alabama Crimson Tide, you know, at D-line, you know, so – He's been around a long time. He pretty much seen it all. So, you know, his, his favorite words, baby. Hey, baby, can't make the club in the tub, baby. Your ass gonna be sitting on the sideline with me or you can be sitting at home. So that's why that's why I made that statement because he came into mind every time somebody get hurt. I remember when I broke my ankle, you know, he, he walked up in there and he said, hey, young buck, you're doing a good job, baby. If, you, if your ass down a little bit long, I'm gonna have to cut your ass too. <laughs> so it was just, it was just, it was just fun to see Coach Mitchell, man, um, coming to the picture, come downstairs. He's the one that got me into red wine. He's the one that got me into black art. Just check out Coach John Mitchell, man. He's a, he's a pioneer in a lot of ways people don't even know. Some Wednesday wisdom for our viewers and listeners here on the Believe in Steelers podcast, Ike. There you go. I don't want to speculate which players will make the team, which won't. We'll figure that out here in the coming weeks, and we'll talk about it here on the show when it happens. So when they get down to 53, there might be some more surprising cuts. Again, possibility of that T.J. Watt contract extension 
We will have you covered here on the Believing Steelers podcast. Again, not going to speculate about that here on the show. The NFL Network has continued to reveal its NFL Top 100. They do this every year, dating back to the 2011 season. Three Steelers are on this list, so TJ Watt is somewhere in the top 10. That will be revealed on Saturday. But Cam Hayward coming in at number 57, Minka Fitzpatrick at number 52. And I was trying to think, like, are there any other Steelers deserving And you've got Joe Hayden, 32 years old, in a contract season. And after talking last week with Brooke Pryor and what she's seeing on a day-in and day-out basis in practice, I think we're going to see Joe Hayden return to Pro Bowl form in the 2021 season. I think he could have been in this top 100, someone who I think is neglected on that left side at that cornerback position. But other than that, I'd like to see Chase Claypool make a big jump. If Deontay Johnson can hang on to the football, I think he certainly has the talent to be in this top 100 list. You can't put Najee Harrison as a rookie yet, so I think he could also be in this list a year from now. But I, I don't know. I so guess why, there why anyone you, else I'm missing here? Why you can't? You can put Najee in there. If, if Najee run for the 1,500 piece, rookie has nothing to do with it. By the end of the day, you know, once you get to the NFL, man, we're grown. You know, you got a lot of people depending on you, and this is where your legacy starts. So if Najee run for the 1,500 and he's one of the best running backs in the league, why shouldn't he not be in the top 100? Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is for this specific list, though, I don't think there are any rookies in the NFL top 100 list right now. So I I, I could see it a year from now. I mean, Justin Jefferson made the list. You know, he was a rookie. Last year? Yeah. Justin Jefferson made – no. He made the list this year as a rookie. You know, like Justin, Justin rookie year was last year and he made the list. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 but I'm saying entering your rookie, like, like oh, right oh, now. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. That, that'll, that'll be too hard. You know, that'll be, yeah. that'll be too, but I, you know what? I throw Michael Parson in there. He going to be in there. I'm going to tell you who's going to be in there. Michael Parson going to be in there. Psychic Ike is I, Psychic Ike. Okay, um, so Michael Parson. Najee going to be in there and Pat Sertain the second gonna be enough i'm gonna go ahead and throw them three just like that and we'll talk about this uh next year watch what i tell you watch so pat Sertain the second Najee, and who was my uh other one? Oh, michael parson yes watch watch Ike summoned his abilities as a psychic psychic out is out today on the believe in steelers podcast. Who's, gonna, who's gonna be borderline it's gonna be a. Uh, Tyron, but the only reason why he's not going to make it, the only reason he, I'm sorry, the only reason Tyron will make it, he's a outside linebacker slash DN for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm. The only, the only reason he will make it if somebody gets hurt on that D line and, start, and he and he will start. The only reason why he won't make it will be because he will be substituted because he's in that three man rotation. Yes, but sir. J, J, JPP is there, and then yes. Shaq Barrett as well. Yes. So. Yes. yes. <laughs> Good luck to opposing quarterbacks playing the Tampa Bay Good Buccaneers luck. this year. It, it's going to be there's a reason why they held the Chiefs without a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Now that they add to that. Good luck to opposing offenses. No, 100 percent. And you got and you got the guy, the head guy who feels like he's never won a Super Bowl in time. Brady. Like, you know, just hearing him rant and, and rave and catch temper tantrums because practice isn't per- perfect. Be like, damn, bro, you got a whole seven piece. So you got a whole week on your hand. <laughs> That's how I look at the rings. So seven, 
So, Tom, you got a whole week on your hands and you just catching temper tantrums like you ain't win none? Yes. Eight sounds better <laughs> than seven. What the hell we doing? So that's what you got. Gives <laughs> a whole new meaning to the Ocho, Ike. You got to come up with another al- analogy when Tom Brady wins another one because he's got a week right now. So he, I got he's going to run out of thing. He's going to run out of fingers, Ike. And he don't, he don't even need him, man. I got a vacation on my hand. So when you go on vacation, it's usually from seven to ten days. So all you got all the time is like, man, I got a whole vacation on my hand, bro. I ain't even got enough. So I'm just vacationing for the rest of my life, technically. Be, be the first NFL player to get a, a toe ring as a Super Bowl ring. Ain't no wrong with that. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. He might as well. If if if, if Tom went at that again, this year, bro, like, they, they they should they should have if Tom get eight bro he should have a a forever designated human to just walk around with the eighth ring always beside him that's that's what if Tom get eight this year bro the NFL need to pay somebody man just forever to walk around and just walk around with that whatever number eight ring on his finger and Tom gonna be like man that's my robot because I ain't got enough hands man. Or you can just make a goddamn robot for time to, to to travel with him wherever he go. And that robot just got one hand or one finger, and that's in the middle of the robot with one eye. And just be like that, he's my eighth, he's my eighth ring, man. That's my other finger. It's just so happy to be a robot. Take it outside of football, certainly among the greatest athletes, especially the greatest team athletes that we've seen in all of sports, not just in football. Ike, our final segment of the show, I had to absolve myself of this sin. We've been hosting the Believe in Steelers podcast together since October of 2019. And this past weekend, I came up to visit you in Orlando, Florida. First time meeting in person, which our listeners and viewers might actually might not actually believe. But yeah, that's crazy, right? Ike, I had a wonderful weekend. You're like a big brother to me. And I will say this too. For as awesome as a person as you are, the nucleus that you have of family and friends that you surrounded you with, you treated me like family this past weekend. I had so much fun being there. I survived a workout. Uh, Just thank you for your hospitality this past weekend. It was awesome being in Orlando with you and just getting to visit your family and friends. It was, I was really grateful. I'm looking forward to whenever we get to do that again. No, I appreciate you coming down, bro. You know, time is everything. It was about that time, so. When the time did came, one of our games got canceled for 10U that I'm coaching. But we wind up sliding down to, you know, uh, my son's mom's house. You got a chance to meet my son. We sat in this room, watched him play FIFA. We got to joke with him a little bit. Then we wind up, you know, coming back downstairs. You got to meet my son's mom and her mom, which is very cool. Then we came back home. We got a chance to meet my little mama and my nephew. Um, then we went to the cigar bar just to chill and relax. And, you know, we got to meet everybody at the cigar bar. Came back home, watched TV, um, watched TV in the garage. I think you and I wind up falling asleep for a couple <laughs> of minutes in them lawn chairs in the garage. So, man, we had a good day, bro. We had a, we had a, oh, and little mama cook for you. Um, the pasta, what, she, what was it, pasta? Fire, yes. Yeah, I, I've, yeah. I've dreamt about it. I, it was, it, I and I'm you, Italian bro. too, unbelievable. But the only woman that cooked before her in my in my house was my mom. 
I didn't allow no women to cook in my house. But she cooked something for me one time. I said, this can't be true. She cooked for me again. I said, yeah, this, this, this can't, this is unreal. Cooked for me the third time. I just gave it a green light. I gave it a green light so bad, I asked my mama if she could cook for her too as well for Thanksgiving. Now this is probably going to be her second Thanksgiving. So when she comes up there, my mom just say, tell me what kind of groceries you need and you can cook. So I ain't never got to cook again. So some people just got that. Some people, you know, and for her, it's off of her mode. If she's in a bad mood, she's not going to cook because she feels like it's going to feed into the food. If she's in a good mood, she's going to cook. So, you know, thankful for me, she pretty much always in a good mood. So it's just crazy, bro. You know how you got some people never went to school to be a barber or never went to school to be a mechanic. They just understand what it is. They just got the knack for it. That's her with cooking. You know, she, 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 you you ask her to put something together and you be like, damn, you did this from scratch. And some people just got that, got that knack. But man, I had a good time. Had a good time with your mark, man. Had a real good time. You know you have a good time and you really trust somebody when both of y'all just fall asleep outside. <laughs> For real. So that's how I look at it. Ike, you buried the lead. The smoothie we had after our workout is the only reason why my carcass isn't still in your driveway. So, <laughs> Yeah. And we, and, and we wind up getting a smoothie. That, that, was, that was the start of the day off. So we did like a little punk ass workout which was hard because i bought them 15s out he was like the 15 pound dumbbells he was like man what the hell we gonna do with this little lightweight with no 15 pound dumbbells wind up feeling a little bit heavier than 15 pounds yeah. when we on the clock you know so man i had a good time on saturday bro i'm glad you came down 100 steelers bills on september the 12th ike our guy ian eagle is going to be on the call for cbs the game's going to be at 1 o'clock again on September the 12th, so we're almost to the regular season. I cannot wait, and we're going to have our listeners and viewers prepared for that and for the regular season here on the Believe in Steelers podcast. I want to give a shout-out to the Believe Podcast Network, our sponsors, Bet Online and Balance 7, our producers at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus and Courtney Vargas. Their team has been terrific. And to you, number 24, Ike Taylor, always a pleasure talking with you week in and week out. Huge, massive shout out to, you know, the Believe in Podcast for giving, for believing in Mark and I and giving us this opportunity. Um, shout out to Mark, of course. I'm um, glad you came up this Saturday. Uh, Bet Online, man, been rocking with us since day one, eight one. So, and Miss Courtney and her team at Brinks TV, man, for just making us look um, not only good, but making us look awesome when it comes down to this podcast, having us looking more professional because you and I, we was trying. But um, a major shout out to to Miss Court and her team at Breaks TV. So just make sure, man, y'all give us five stars when it comes down to to rating and reviewing us. Because when you want to go to a hotel, you want it to be five star. If you're trying to be fancy, when you want to go to a restaurant, you want to make sure it's five star. If you're trying to be fancy, now we're not as fancy, but we have some fancy topics and we come up with some fancy sayings. And we talk about some fancy things in the NFL. So that's why you should fancy give us a five-star rating. Heck, we've got some fancy things planned for the podcast. So I'm going to stop you right there. But really excited to share that with our listeners, viewers in the weeks ahead. Yes. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. Take care and so long, everybody. Peace. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.